Ah, this phone drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter, and from Sprint, try my new iPhone XR with an amazing liquid retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I, uh, I'm going to need that back. Switch to Sprint and get iPhone XR 64 gigabytes for $0 per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash iPhone, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Phone $0 per month for 18 months after thirty-one twenty-five per month. Credit applied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply. Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody out there, my name is Dr. Ray Tomos, I'm a chiropractor here in Miami, Florida, and an official sponsor of the ISPS International Slow Pitch Softball League. Welcome to the Hot Corner here Thursday nights at 7 on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to be covering everything about general health, chiropractic, slow pitch softball, other sports as well, whatever you, the listener, wants to listen to. This show is based primarily for you guys to keep you entertained and to keep you informed. Call in or tweet us to get on the air. We'll be giving out the number and all our information throughout the show. Hope you guys enjoy and get ready for the Hot Corner. Yes, sir. Thursday night, 7 p.m., time for the Hot Corner. I'm your host, Dr. Ray T., here with my co-host, Mr. Manuel T. Ferrero III. And uh, hey, tonight Dr. we got a Ray. great show. Yes, can you hear me, Manny? How you doing, bud? Pretty good. I can hear you perfectly. No, I just wanted to say, hey, Dr. Ray, sorry to interrupt you, but go, keep on. No, man, no worries, man. It's good to hear you. <laughs> I thought I thought that uh, for some reason that I, I wasn't uh, audible there, but all right, glad to know everything is going on, on track here. Um, you, know, you know what? From now on, I'm going to introduce you as actually one of the most popular men in Miami, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Manuel T. Ferrero III, because... Uh, we got something that we want to talk about on the show here today that was a really cool um, experience that I'm sure for you um, and that I'm sure our listeners would like to hear about a little bit. And I'm sure if any of our listeners were watching the Marlins game the other night that they, they already know what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, tonight we're going to be talking about fantasy football um, and the fantasy football uh, listener show that we're going to have here. We've got a couple spots left, I think. Um, but I think that we've got most of the league mostly already taken up and a few people that think that they could take me and Manny down. Uh, but before we get there, I wanted to talk a little bit about the ceremonial pers- first pitch that you threw out at uh, at the Marlins game. Man, that's like a dream that I've had my whole entire life, man, and you got to do it. So tell me about it, man. How was it? Well, man, Dr. Ray, I mean, well, thank you for taking time out of your show to talk about it, but... Uh... <laughs> Man, if I could if I could uh, explain it in just one word, it was it was pretty surreal, man. The whole the whole day. Um, I mean, overall, it was a beautiful day for me and for ISPS. Um, we I started the day early in the morning in Kendall, Florida, hosting a tournament out there. Uh, but then I had to leave early because uh, actually Fox Sports Fox Sports uh, went out. And they um, they picked us up over at Southern Command, um, over down in Doral, Florida. It's a little bit hidden from from public view, but it's a it's a huge base. Not huge, but it it is a pretty big uh, base. And they're pretty much in control of the whole Southern Hemisphere of the United States and Southern Hemisphere of South America and the Caribbean. Um, they pretty much oversee all the bases in that hemisphere of the world. Um, and uh, me and my family go out there at least once a year. Uh, they always invite us out, usually for Memorial Day. Um, they usually have a service out there for the for the fallen, and they usually invite us out. Um, but... This particular past Saturday, there was five five families, five surviving mil- military families that were invited by the Marlins and uh, Fox Sports, and we got to ride in the uh, Fox Sports uh, bus, the uh, the Fan Express, 
And uh, that was pretty cool because uh, when we got to the uh, – actually, first thing, the first thing I thought was kind of interesting, they made us all sign waivers uh, because our first surprise was that we were going to actually go into live batting practice with the Marlins. So uh, just in case anything happened to one of us, like we got hit with a, a ball or, or a flying bat or something, uh, we weren't going to be holding the Marlins or Fox Sports liable. So we had to sign that on the actual bus, which I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and then once we got to the park, we got there really early, and there was a bunch of fans waiting outside of the stadium. And when they saw our bus coming in, they I guess they thought we were the, the Miami Marlins. And uh, they started getting their cameras ready. And then when we started coming out, I guess they got a little disappointed <laughs> that it wasn't the Marlins. So, uh, but it was pretty cool. We had the Fox Sports camera out there rolling, getting, uh, taking shots of us getting off the bus. Uh, then we went down, like, through the insides of the stadium, which is pretty cool because it's not something the regular fans get to see like the insides of the stadiums. And I don't know if you knew this, and I never knew this, but the Marlins have their own uh, barbershop. There's a, there's a the Marlins barbershop inside the stadium, like inside the catacombs of the stadium, like uh, down there by the dugouts and, and by the uh, by the batting cages. There's a, there's a Marlins uh, barbershop. With, uh, I don't know if you see, I'm pretty sure you've seen it, that uh, I think it's red, white, and blue, that spiraling cylinder outside of most barber shops. Uh, yeah, definitely. They got one. They got one as well. No out there. Yeah, man, it's pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Um, but they they didn't allow us to go in there, so we really couldn't see if anybody was taking any any cuts, any haircuts or anything. But um, that was pretty cool. And then we got to see uh, – actually, before that, I, I saw Mr. Marlin, Mr. Jeff Conine, down there under in the – like in the uh, – I guess it, I guess they call it the catacombs of, of the stadium. It's It's like underground, under the stadium. And I saw, I took some pictures with uh, Mr. Jeff Conine. And uh, then uh, I, we saw him again in batting practice. He's one of the, actually, he's named, he's named, uh, I believe it's a special assistant to the president of the Marlins. Um, but he was out there in batting practice. We saw most of the Marlins batting practice sessions. Um, then we got to meet Jeff Baker. Jeff Baker was actually the player host of, of the evening for us because uh, his father was a was a colonel in the army, uh, so it was pretty uh, pretty close to him. Um, and he was the actual one that I threw the first pitch to. He was my catcher, so um, that was pretty special. Um, but we got to spend some time with him in the dugout before the game. We got to uh, ask him questions and talk about, you know, his military life. He was born in, on a military base in Germany because uh, his father was stationed over there, and he was born in Germany. Um, and just baseball was something that he uh, he did on the base with, with all the other American kids on the base because over there in Germany, baseball wasn't very – not very popular, but uh, within the base it was. So uh, that's how he got involved. And uh, then I got to meet Mr. Mike Hill, uh, the president of the Marlins. And um, it was kind of funny because uh, my mother was there. And Mike Hill asked my mother how she thought the Marlins were doing, and uh, she put a face of, of pure and utter disgust, like uh, the Marlins, they're not doing very good. And my mother is the type of fan that if, you know, typical Miami fan, if you're not in the in the World Series, you're, you, it's a losing season, you know. It's, it's either <laughs> win it all or, or nothing. That's the type of fan that she is, so... Uh, you know, I was kind of embarrassed for Mr. Mike Hill, but my mother is the type of person that she'll tell you how it is. And uh, if she doesn't, you know, she is a diehard Marlins fan. She don't get me wrong. She watches the games and everything. But uh, you know, they're they're a they're a 500 team. 
You know, we can't lie about it. So, um, you know, Mike uh, Mike reminded us that last season they uh, they lost a hundred games. So, uh, you know, five hundred is pretty good from from a from a one hundred loss season. Um, but I, I thought that was kind of funny, and um, pretty much well after that we they took us up to the Legend Suite, Doctor Ray, which that was pretty pretty fresh, pretty interesting. Um, I thought it was kind of weird that you're inside of a Marlin Stadium, but on the walls you see uh, like Ted Williams and Babe Ruth and all the all the other teams. Uh, players and there there's really I guess I guess it was a the legend suite so those were really the legends of baseball so I, I guess that was their their theme going on but I didn't like uh, you know being inside of a Marlins stadium and uh looking at pictures from from players from other 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 organizations but I understand what they were trying to do. Um then they gave me a ball. They gave me a signed ball, brand new, inside of a, a display case, and they told me that that was the ball that I was I was supposed to throw out uh, for the first pitch, and it was signed by Jeff Baker, and I I refused to throw it because, um, you know, I, I was like, man, I, it's signed. I don't want to throw a signed ball. Maybe after, if 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 he signs the actual ball that I threw, but I don't want to throw hardly a ball that's been signed. You know, what if what if it gets scuffed or something? So uh, I kept that one aside, and uh, they gave me an, uh, another ball, so I was actually able to keep two balls, uh, the actual signed Jeff Baker ball and then the actual ball that I, that I threw. Um, so uh, we went out there to the field, and it was actually Dominican Heritage Night, so they had some official from Dominican Republic throw out one of the first pitches, and then uh, then another radio personality from from AM AM radio, and then uh, then they uh, they presented a check to a uh, to the Red Cross, actually, yes, the Red Cross, and then they uh, they showed a very nice video about the. Uh, the gold star pin. Oh, I for, I forgot to mention the whole evening was was to raise awareness of, about the gold star pin and uh, the next of kin uh, lapel pin, which is it's these uh, special pins that are given to uh, to surviving military family members when a uh, when a military serviceman or woman has been uh, has been killed in action or killed during active duty. Uh, they give those pins to the surviving family, and I I actually have one. I have a uh, a gold star pin because my brother was was killed in action. Um, and there's a difference between getting killed in action, and uh, I mean they're both terrible, but getting killed in action and getting killed during active duty, maybe during time of peace or something like that. Um, but we were trying to raise awareness for those pins so that. You know, when people see them, they know what it's about, and they know to honor those those uh, family members who have lost, uh, you know, a family member in the military. So uh, they showed that video on the jumbotron, and then uh, I was watching it, and then all of a sudden it cuts to a to a close up of my face, and uh, and then I was like, oh my god, here we go. So uh, <laughs> and I was looking at myself, <laughs> yeah, man. I was looking at myself on the jumbotron, and then they told me to walk over to the mound. And I obviously I, I stepped over the foul line because of the, the superstitions. Um, and uh, actually, getting up to the mound, I started getting a little bit emotional. I started getting teary-eyed, and I, I made a gesture up to my brother up in heaven. And then I just turned around and. Um, you know, I did a small little windup and I threw a, a nice strike. And Billy, Billy the Marlin called it a strike. And um, you know, pretty much uh, Jeff Baker came out to greet me and gave me a gave me a nice hug. And uh, he told me to uh, to win it for them. Uh, I guess he was talking about uh, cheering them on. And he actually got a triple that day on Saturday. 
and they actually won. They won. They won the game, which was pitched by uh, Henderson <laughs> Alvarez, which uh, was the guy that we watched the last game of the regular season, Doctor Ray. Remember when I took my son, and it just so happened that my son was was there again for Henderson Alvarez, and he he was a winning pitcher again. So, uh, and he's from the same country as uh, as my wife, my son's uh, mother. So. Uh, it was it was kind of you know it was just like a whole surreal day, Doctor Ray. It was it was amazing, man. Um, I was interviewed by Craig Minervini, and uh, you know I mentioned to him that it was it was not for the most positive of reasons that we were there. Those our families or the five families that were invited, but um, you know it, it was a great day, and the and the Marlins won. So. Um, Overall, beautiful day, and we we got to remember my brother and and those other four uh, fallen soldiers, fallen heroes, and we got to raise awareness for the uh, for the cause and for the for the gold star pins. Man, that sounds awesome to me. Um, what an experience, and and I can definitely tell that it was you know it had a great impression on you because you seem to remember almost every detail. Man, that's amazing, and. Uh, you know, my my question for you is, <clears throat> did you did you want to like wind up and throw it like as hard as you could down you know down the hatch, or did you uh, want to temper yourself and say no, maybe I better not, or you know how did you decide no. how hard to throw it? No, um, you know I had I had been practicing. I had gone over to uh, Coral Gable Senior High uh, with some some friend of mine that used to be a catcher from Miami High, and um, I also did some warm-up tosses at the tournament in Kendall the, the same day before before I went out there. But no, I, you know, I uh, I got some pointers from from some people, and uh, they just told me, you know, just make a nice, like if you're playing catch with your friend, you know, and uh, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to throw a 90 mile per hour fastball. Number one, I can't do it. Number two, I don't want to look like a like a moron up there, you know, it's all for my brother. I just wanted to make my brother proud. And, you know, I tossed it nice, maybe 40 miles, maybe 50 miles an hour. Uh, Just a nice, strong throw. Uh, And I got up on the mound. I didn't even, uh, you know, I got up on the rubber, on the rubber rubber. And, uh, oh, funny story, Dr. Ray, I, I, I asked one of the groundskeepers, not one of the groundskeepers, one of, but one of the guys there uh, that was next to me before before I, go, I went up, and I said, uh, do you have a Ziploc bag? And he asked me, for what? And I said, uh, maybe I want to take some sand from the mound and keep it. And he's like, that's not a good idea. Do you see the, the, the guy's? dressed in blue and he pointed to the groundskeepers and he's like those guys treat this field like if it's sacred grounds and they pretty much <laughs> they count each and every little speck of sand or dirt that's on that mound so if they see you <laughs> messing with their mound they'll probably jump you or something so that's not a good idea so i right, i so, didn't so do that but uh yeah, it it was it was a great experience overall, Doctor Ray. Awesome, awesome day. That's great, man. I'm really happy to hear that. Um, I'm definitely jealous. You know, I definitely think that uh, <clears throat> I probably would have wound up and and I probably would have treated it like a tryout and see, seeing if I could have burned one. Maybe I don't know, eighty uh, eighty four, eighty five down the middle there, and and see if I could rustle some feathers in the organization and get myself a little tryout. Let me, let me tell you, I um. I did hear. I didn't hear it live, um, but Felo Felo Ramirez, uh, the Spanish broadcaster for the Spanish Marlins uh, radio station, he was broadcasting live while I was up there, and uh, he actually says uh, about the other the other two uh, individuals that threw out the first uh, two pitches before mine. He he was actually making fun of them, and then uh, when I threw my pitch, he actually says that it was a perfect strike down the middle, and he was very impressed. So that was uh, that was kind of interesting and and kind of cool to to hear fellow Ramirez, uh, you know, a longtime Spanish broadcaster down here in, in Florida, um, 
say that my pitch was perfect and down down the down the pipe in Spanish. That was pretty cool. There we go, man. You're making things happen. You're rustling feathers just like we talked about, man. That's that's the way to do it right there. That's yeah, man, that was a it was a great, great day overall, man. Awesome, man. I'm super happy to hear it and, and what an honor. And uh tell me about, you know, Craig Minervini and, and you know, how's he and did you get to uh see the Fox Sports Girls at all or anything like that and uh, you know, uh Mr. Marlin and you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, um yeah, look, Craig Minervini, um I've I've uh, always watched him on Fox Sports, and uh, I don't know if you remember Craig Minervini, where he was originally from. He was from uh, back in the day WWF, Doctor Ray, um, and I remember watching Craig Minervini. He was an announcer, like a ringside announcer on WWF, and uh, it was you know around the uh, Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior era. Uh, and then he started getting into um, to the Panthers, actually. I remember he was one of the Florida Panther broadcasters, and now he's with, um, with Sun Sports, with Florida, Fox Florida. Um, you know, he interviewed my, myself as well as uh, Mr. Keel, which is uh, one of the fathers of one of the fallen soldiers. Um and we were we were on live during the bottom of the fourth inning, uh, and then yes, I was actually able to meet two of the Fox uh, the Fox Florida sports girls because after after our interview with Craig Minervini, uh, me and me and a couple of the guys uh, from the group, uh, Mr. Keel in, included, um, we went out to the Budweiser bar on left field, and that's like a tradition with me at Marlins Park. I like to go out there. I like the whole uh, that whole area and the the scenery out there, and, and watching the the game over there from left field. Um, and sometimes you get to you get to catch a, a home run ball from uh, Giancarlo Stanton. He likes to uh, he likes to aim for that big Budweiser sign out there. So um, that's kind of interesting. And then, um, actually, the girl, I guess she is, yeah, she's one of the Fox uh, sports girls. She uh, she was one of the, the girls, the, she walked me up to the mound. She saw me at the bar, and she waved over to me to come over, and she asked me if, if I wanted to be on a contest and, up on the Jumbotron, and I said, of course, Um and then she asked Mr. Keel as well, and it was all rigged so that Mr. Keel would win the prize. The prize was like a Marlins prize package with like uh actually it was a ball with uh with Henderson Alvarez commemorating that that no hitter that no hitter game that we we actually went to uh a calendar a koozie for your beer uh you know some some small little Marlins trinkets. And, um, you know, we met the other uh, Fox Sports girl, and um, she, she rigged it so that Mr. Keel would win. And she said, all right, we're going to play uh, get, uh, Name That Tune, and the name of the tune is The Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Right? Okay. So, Mr. Keel, you're going to win. We're going to go to Manny first. We're going to say, Manny, how many seconds can you name that tune? And I'm going to say seven seconds. Then Mr. Keel is going to say, okay, I can name it in five seconds. And then I would say, okay, Mr. Keel, name that tune. And then he would say, the Beatles, I want to hold your hand. Okay, everything's set, ready to go. After the third out, we're going to go live. Perfect. Okay, so they come up, they do their whole skit. Then um, they go to me, and I said, I can name it in seven seconds. Then they go to Mr. Keel, Mr. Keel. How many seconds can you do it? I could do it in five seconds. Then they go back to Manny. Okay, Mr. Keel, name that tune. You know, um, I'm basically trying to stump Mr. Keel. So they they go to the to the organ player and she plays the Beatles. I want to hold your hand. And they go to Mr. Keel. Okay, name that tune, Mr. Keel. And Mr. Keel says, Happy birthday. <laughs> 
the whole stadium erupts and starts cracking up. And and then they go, no, that's unfortunately that's incorrect. So then they go, okay, Manny, what do you think it is? And I said, well, I think it's the Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand. And they're like, yeah, you won, everybody. You won the uh, – you won the player prize every day. We did the whole thing. Then um, we cut, and we asked Mr. Keel, what happened? We, you know, we told you the answer and everything. You know what Mr. Keel said, Dr. Ray? What did he say? He said, I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> poor poor oh, Mr. Keel. He's uh he's an old like seventy, yeah he must be in his seventies maybe yeah, around seventy or eighty years old and he unfortunately God bless his soul he he couldn't hear the organ player what what he what she played so uh, he just guessed it he guessed uh, happy birthday, um, you know so uh, that was kind of my uh, Fox Sports girl, um moment there so he so he was a little bit off on the uh on the guest there and but he didn't hear when they were telling him the name of the song and all that kind of stuff like was it loud yeah, at that he point was there. And he he was there he uh he heard everything i guess you oh well actually we told him but we told you it was going to be this it was going to be uh and he thought we were pulling his leg actually man he thought we were trying to stump him Oh, so he so he heard it wrong, I guess, and he really thought it was happy birthday, I guess. I don't know. No, he really said he couldn't hear the song. So, and then he thought that 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 we were trying to stump him before. So that plus him not hearing the song, and he guessed uh, happy birthday. So it was a hey, it was a great great time, dude. Everything was funny. It was great. Maybe we should have done that contest. Um, before we went to the Budweiser bar, but you know, who knows? Yeah, maybe the uh, the Budweiser got to his uh, his hearing senses a little bit there. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, man. Actually, we we did. We actually got to got to finish our our uh, our Budweiser before we did the the uh, contest because the. Uh, the inning was going on for for a few minutes. It was it was kind of difficult for them to get the third out, so uh, it went a while before we went live. But hey, it was it was a whole great experience. I, I really enjoyed watching them do the whole production. You know, shout out to to Fox Sports and the Marlins, man. They really they really um, they really know how to put on a show, man. Yeah, you know, I can tell this is the production that they have and everything. It, they, they do a good job there, and that's why I was curious, you know, if you got to meet everybody and all that kind of stuff. Sounds like a great time, man, and uh, like I said, I'm definitely definitely jealous about that. But uh, overall, be jealous. Be happy. Be happy for me, man. One day, one day I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go out there and throw that first pitch, I'm telling you, and, and I'm going to burn it down the middle. I'm telling you that now. Hey, you never know, man. You never know. Yeah, man, that's the truth. So I got to figure out how to do that now. So uh, that's my next mission here. How do I how do I throw out the first pitch? Maybe one day we'll have like a national chiropractic day or something like that, and I'll uh, I'll be the guy they choose to go out there and throw that first pitch. <laughs> well, let me tell you, man. The the Marlins do a lot of charity work, man. So I'm pretty sure. If uh, if you get with the Marlins and you do some type of charity work, um, I'm pretty sure if it's if it's something worthwhile and you know something very notable, they'll they'll ask you or you know who knows, man. Listen, this was all coordinated, uh, and I forgot to mention the the Survivor Outreach Services and Miss Miss Maddie Houston who. Ever since my my brother passed away, she's been like our like our liaison between my family and the army. Um, 
and I guess we we're we're friends on Facebook, and I guess she knows all about my softball and Mario Soldiers and all the charity work that we do, and she knows that my mother enjoys baseball. She had never been to a Marlins game. She had never been to the new Marlins park, so this was perfect. And then, you know, the the ceremonial first pitch was just icing on top of the cake. I, uh, you know, she just she knew that I that I had a background in, in, in baseball and, and softball and sports. So it was just perfect. I don't know. It was, it was just, it just fell on my lap, Dr. Ray. And unfortunately it was because I lost my brother, but uh, it was, I had to take this, um, even if I was upset or, you know, not that I'm upset anymore, you know, it's, 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 very strange the way I feel about my brother's death and, and military and that's a whole other show. Um, but I had to take this moment to honor my brother and remember my brother. And there was thousands of people out there and just, just to, to continue my brother's legacy and Mario soldiers and, and everything just, you know, I, I had to do, I had to do it. I had to, take that moment and, and, and honor him. And uh, the only really nervous thing I had was about the emotional part. And I, I almost I almost broke down walking up to the mound and I, I was able to hold my composure. But I started tearing up because I was listening to the announcer and what he was saying. And, you know, every time I hear my brother's name coming out from, from somebody else's mouth, it, it, it gets me emotional and Usually I hear it because they're they're honoring him or they're saying his name, an, a PA announcer or something. So I I get teary eyed, oh, and that was the only real nervous thing I had uh, to worry about. But um, I had to, I had to do it. I had to take that moment and and just uh, just do it for him, bro. Definitely, and I understand. And you know, I I can't imagine what it would be like to lose a brother. Um, so, you know, for you to get up there, it takes a lot of courage, man. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely happy for you and, you know, the fact that you've been able to, uh, you know, come to terms with that and, and that some good has come out of something so bad. Um, and, you know, I want to take the opportunity now to thank not only your brother, but, you know, the rest of the military and, and all the people that have sacrificed and made the ultimate sacrifice for us and, you know, that allowed you and, and myself and, and everybody else around here to, you know, to live in, in the to enjoy the freedoms that we have and everything. And I think that that's, you know, a big deal. And, and again, the ultimate sacrifice. So, you know, thank you and your family. And uh, thank you, brother, and, and all the rest of the military and everybody out there that's serving the country right now at this point. So, uh, you know, great story, Manny. I'm glad you were able to tell it. And, and, you know, I'm happy to be associated with it somehow, some way. You know, I'm just a chiropractor of ISPS, but at least I'm involved with it. So I'm happy about that. Of course, man. And look, I just want to mention one last thing. Um, it's all about these, not just my family, uh, but all these surviving families. I believe there's over 2,500 families down here in South Florida alone um, that are under Southern Command that are uh, surviving military families. That's 2,500, bro. That's That's amazing, dude. And... Those are the people that really know what the price of our freedom is, what the real cost is, bro. You know, that those are the real people that really feel the cost of uh of defending a country, bro. It's it's not easy, man, and it's not it's not cheap. It's very expensive, man. It's it's infinitely expensive, man. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, no no type of price you can put on uh on human life, you know. Exactly. And there's twenty so, there's twenty five there's more than twenty five hundred South Florida families that know that price. Man, and that's just South Florida. So, you know, again big thanks to everybody out there and if you're listening and you've had a military member pass away, you know, our condolences to you and we want to thank you uh as well too and hopefully you've got that gold pin. And uh, we're proud, just like Manny does. So, Manny, thanks again for telling us about your uh, about your experience there. And, and with that said, man, let's go ahead and let's talk about 
how I'm going to take you down in fantasy football, man. Man, bro, I don't know if you rigged this, Dr. Ray. Let me tell you something. I don't like week one. Week one is already... I, I, I hope this gets rearranged somehow. I don't know how week one I get to play you in week one. What What is going on here, Dr. Ray? <laughs> I think that's just because you signed up second, man. That's all. Uh, now, we should, when we get uh, the rest of the team signed up now, uh, we should see exactly how it goes. I actually have nothing to do, even though I'm the commissioner of the league and you're the co-commissioner. I don't have anything to do with the schedule. <clears throat> um, it is going to be a head-to-head, which means that, you know, everybody's going to have to play each other at some point or another. Um, but I think once we get some more players into the league, I think right now we only have a couple, couple teams signed up, even though we have a few people committed. Um, that 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 may change. So uh, we'll see we'll see what happens with the schedule there. Um, but how many people do we have in the league so far, Manny? Well, look, I just got a text message a couple of minutes ago, right before the show. Um, we have a couple of guys that are, that are going to do it tonight after they get home from work and from softball. Uh, right now we have four teams already signed up, and I believe from the from the people that we that that they uh, confirmed, I believe we only have about four or five more. No, like three or four more spots left. Uh, All after right. everybody signs up and registers, but right now we have. Uh, the hot corner squad, which is yours, I'm, I'm guessing, because I see the yeah, uh, the logo there from your your store. I'm mean, sorry, not your store, but your your office. Um, ISPS team, which is my team. I'm gonna represent for ISPS. Then we have Renegades, and we have Arancibia Bail Bonds, which is a. Uh, a uh, bail bondsman from down here from South Florida. Uh, we have we a few go. other teams that are waiting to to sign up. Uh, I I don't know what they're gonna what they're gonna be calling their names, but I, bro, let me tell you, I I downloaded the uh, the Yahoo Fantasy Football app. I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go. I'm gonna start doing some mock drafts. I've already been talking to uh, some other friends of mine that have uh, that do this every year. They they get on multiple leagues, so be careful, Doctor Ray. Be careful, week one. <laughs> week one, you're gutted for me, huh? Awesome, man. Well, I'll tell you what. If you're listening to the show and and you want one of these spots, uh, go ahead and give us a call. Remember, you can call into the show. Um, that's area code three four seven six three seven three nine seven eight. Um, you can also tweet us. Uh, you can tweet me at Dr. Ray P. You can tweet Manny at ISPSO. Um, and you can let us know, hey, you know, tweet us with, you know, hashtag the hot corner and, and let us know you want to get involved in the fantasy league. Again, what we're planning on doing throughout the season is, you know, each week kind of having a little bit of a breakdown of <clears throat> the matchups throughout the league and talking about predictions for the following week and, you know, uh, the waiver wire and some free agents and, any trades that may be going down. And uh, the plan is to get as interactive as we can with the listeners out there. So if you're listening to the show and you want to be a part of the league, you know, by all means, <clears throat> we're going to be talking about your team on the show. We're going to be talking, you know, hopefully having uh, the team owners call in and uh, telling us about how they feel. And, you know, maybe we'll have, you know, a, a post-draft session. I think the cool part about it is, is that we're actually going to be drafting live next week on the show. So we're going to have the first couple rounds here uh, on the Hot Corner Show. The draft is starting up at 7.15. So we'll open up the show. Uh, we'll invite some of the, the, the league members to call in and to, and to get on the, uh, on the show with us. And, you know, we're actually going to be doing the draft live on the show. So I think that's going to be cool and a lot of fun. And uh, definitely, you know, for the people that haven't played fantasy before, it should help give you a great idea of, you know, how does it all work? How does the draft go? And, you know, what's what's the point of taking players when and how and so on and so forth? And there's a lot of different philosophies, you know. Um, some people go with position scarcity. And some people try to get, for example, Jimmy Graham because they know he's the best tight end. And some people want to get all the running backs. And some people want all the wide receivers. So, you know, the, the way the league is set up, it, it doesn't favor any one position. Uh, we have six points passing, rushing, and receiving touchdowns. There's bonuses for 300-yard passers. There's bonuses for 100-yard rushers and 100-yard receivers. 
So, you know, when players do well, you know, I think they deserve to get rewarded for that. And um, it's also going to be a, a PPR league, so, uh, which means, again, point per reception. So the running backs that catch balls have, obviously are going to have a little bit higher of a value. So, you know, it's going to be fun to see how people, uh, how people draft and, and hopefully, you know, they're doing their homework and they're doing their mocks and they're doing all those things. And, you know, it does make a difference, uh, you know, the, the type of league setup that it is. So we're going to have 12 teams. And, again, it's going to be a head-to-head point. Um, for each week, we're going to have the quarterback spot, two running back spots, uh, two, uh, excuse me, three wide receiver spots, and a flex. So it's going to be a pretty deep league. So we're going to have some guys um, that are going to come out of the waiver wire and, and, and really make it possible for teams that didn't have the best draft ever to, uh, to compete. So it should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the season. Uh, it's going to be my fifth team, actually. So, uh, you know, it's definitely going to be hard for me to have the same team. So I'm, going to, I'm sure I'm going to be rooting against myself for the whole season like I always do. Uh, but that's okay. Hopefully my teams will end up coming out on top because what I figured out is if you drop the same team in every league, you're going to have different strengths and weaknesses in every league. So I just try to go with, you know, and, and I'm telling you guys my strategy now since we're doing this league fun, but, you know, I just try to go with the best available player because what I found out is um, as certain positions start to come down and kind of dwindle and so on and so forth, a lot of people end up reaching for talent. Uh, you know, they think a guy's going to have a breakout year and they want to make sure they get him on their team, but, you know, it's not in the right part of the draft or whatever the case is. And it ends up creating some value for some people that are just, you know, waiting there. And that's kind of what I like to do is just kind of wait for the value. So um, it's worked for me in the past, and hopefully it will continue to work in the future. Um, but now that you guys know, if, if you're – thinking that you're going to get a player and he's getting to the top of that draft board and, and he's best available and you don't take it. So, um, now, that being said, I do have a couple guys. I'm not going to tell you the guys I've got my eye on this year until after the draft and when we start drafting. But I do have my eye on a couple guys that I will reach for when the time is right. So um, I'm excited to see, you know, what the draft order is going to be. And uh, based on that, that's where I'm going to come up with my strategy to uh, try to stay ahead of the draft. That's one thing that you'll hear me talking about is trying to stay ahead of the draft to where, you know, you're, you're in command of the players that you want to take where you don't get cornered into having to take a running back at one point because they're starting to fly off the board, you know, or whatever the case is. Um, maybe there's, you know, only a top, a couple top-tier wide receivers left and, and you don't want to take a wide receiver there, but if you don't, you're in trouble. And that's called being behind the draft. So I like to try to stay ahead of the draft as much as I can. Uh, but draft position and, and what other people are doing, you know, um, it will change that. So I had a draft the other day where the first overall pick was Jimmy Graham, and everybody was like, whoa, what was that? That was crazy. And I had the second pick, and I ended up with Jamal Charles. I was pretty happy about that. So, um, you know, with the second pick, I said, man, I kind of got a tough decision. I don't know who to go with here. But he made it easy for me, and I uh, went with Jamal Charles and, of course, took his handcuff, now Davis, in the, in the last round. Um, so I've got that Kansas City backfield on lock, and hopefully it'll be as productive as it was last year with Rand, with Andy Reid's offense there. And, uh, you know, if Charles goes down, I got Davis there as backup. So I'm pretty happy about that. And he looked great in the last preseason game. He had three catches and almost 30 yards, and that, that would be six points right there, um, for example. So, you know, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it, man. I can't wait to get into the nitty-gritty and the breakdown and get that draft going. I think it's going to be awesome next week. Um, so I'm excited about that. But, again, if you want to get involved, go ahead, give us a call, sh- uh, send us a tweet. If you have either of our of our numbers, go ahead and shoot us a text and let us know you want to get involved or just give us a call, whatever is easiest for you. Um, but we're definitely looking to, uh, you know, promote the, the show and the interaction between the show and the listeners, and, and I think that this is a great opportunity to do that. So, you know, again, if you guys have any questions about <clears throat> about any type of health care or any injuries that you may have or anything, that's the other reason why we're doing the show as well, too, not only for entertainment and talk about sports and, and, you know, awesome moments and those things, but also to make sure that you guys, if you have any questions about health care, if you have, you know, an injury that's been bothering you and, and, you know, you're not sure if you should see the doc or whatever the case is, uh, you're more than welcome to give us a call and, and get involved and get on the show. You know, don't be shy. Shoot us tweets. Whatever you want to do, that's what we're here for. Um, you know, every Saturday, or excuse me, every Thursday we're here on the hot corner, and we're doing it all for you guys. Um, you know, Manny and I have a lot of fun on the show, and it's great for us to talk and, and conversate 
We do that all the time anyway. But right now we're here for you guys, so make sure to take advantage. Um, again, anything you got, you're more than welcome to ask, uh, and, and that's why we're here. So, um, hey, Dr. Ray. What's up, Manny? I have a question, but first I want to give a shout-out to Sheila. Sheila is uh, one of the Marlins uh, Fox Sports girls. She's listening in right now. She was uh, she was one of the girls out there at the Marlins Park. Sheila, thank you for listening in. And uh, I have a question about the Fantasy Football League, Dr. Ray. What's that, Manny? How... How is it going to be determined the 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 draft uh, the draft order? The draft order is going to be completely random. Uh, what we're going to do is we can we well we have two choices. We can either have Yahoo uh, automatically select it and just create a completely random draft order, or what we can do is uh, put everybody's team name into a hat. Uh, before we start up the draft, and we can just go from there and, and see what we end up getting. So what we'll do is once we have all our team members signed up, we'll put out a commissioner's note, and what we'll do is we'll ask everybody to vote uh, whether they want to do, whether they want to have Yahoo draw it, or whether they want to have us put names in a hat, and then we pick it and we go from there. That sounds pretty cool. I think the the names in the hat sounds Sounds better. Maybe we could even uh, film it and put it on YouTube so everybody can see it. Yep. As a matter of fact, I think that's the way it has to be done because nowadays you can never really trust anybody. So, uh, you know, <laughs> if I strangely end up with first stick and you end up with last stick, you know, it's got to be YouTube that documents. So we'll make sure that that better not happen, Dr. Ray. Listen, if it does, it's purely by chance at this point, all right? So we'll pull the names into a hat, and uh, we'll record it, and maybe we'll even do an ice bucket challenge at the same time. There you go. Hey, but is it is it how usually uh, how fantasy football leagues work, like uh, the 12th man in the draft gets to pick first in the second draft, in the second round? Exactly. It's a snake draft. So... The 12th pick, in turn, gets the 13th pick. The 11th pick gets the 14th pick, and so on and so forth like that. So the gotcha. first pick is great because you get, you know, your choice of every single player, but you also don't get to select another player for a long time. So, you know, yeah. first pick, you know, you get to pick your poison. And, and depending on what everybody else is doing, it could be good, it could be bad, um, but that's why you have to be able to be flexible in drafts, and you can't just say, all right, well, I'm going to go running back, running back, wide receiver, quarterback, because at that point, who knows what's on, who knows what's available. And if you lock yourself into a strategy, oftentimes like that, your team's not going to end up being that great. So, um, hey, you know, let me go ahead. Let me tell you, I've been doing my homework. I was, uh, I was present and live the other day at a uh, online draft, and uh, my cousin, I was actually at his house, he had the second pick in the draft. And supposedly from what I was reading and I was looking at the, at the settings before the draft, uh, it looked like a, uh, a running back. Yeah, it was pretty much like a running back league. And the, uh, my, my cousin was kind of a, a little bit bummed out because he thought Adrian Peterson was going to go first. And the uh, the the first round draft pick uh, actually went with Peyton Manning, and my cousin has has jumped up so fast when when that first person took that first Peyton Manning pick, he was so happy, man. And then he went with uh, with Adrian Peterson and so on and so forth. But I've been I've been doing my homework, Dr. Ray, so you better watch out, man. All right, man, listen, like I said, I welcome the competition. Um, you know, I'm no expert. I, you know, I've, I've just got a lot of experience. What do you mean you're no expert, Dr. Ray? I looked at your Yahoo fantasy profile. You have about 16 or 20 trophies. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, well, they're not all first place trophies, first of all. Um, but, yeah, you know, like I said, I enjoy, I enjoy the games a lot. I've played them myself, you know in high school for Miami Palmetto. Shout out to the Panthers. 
Uh, you know, I, I played both baseball and football. Um, I played both sides of the ball. In baseball, I played every position. You know, I, I started out as a pitcher. Um, and there was actually one game um, in my junior year where I, I played every single position, including catcher and pitcher, um, in one game. So that was that was pretty cool. Um, and, you know, I just I, I enjoyed perspective. I enjoy the intricacies and the nuances of the games and, you know, where to be and why you got to be there and, and those kinds of things. You know, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a puzzle person. I like solving puzzles, and I guess that's why I ended up becoming a doctor because I look at all my patients like, like puzzles and there's missing pieces to their health, and, and I try to find those missing pieces and put them back in and, uh, you know, remove the ones that are creating, you know, problems. And so, you know, I look at fantasy football the same way. You know, how is this puzzle all going to work together to maximize points every week? And, uh, you know, how can, I, how can I be successful here? And trading is one of my favorite things to do. You know, I like to uh, stock up in certain areas so that I have some trade bait and, you know, uh, have some breakout players that I know that are going to be pretty good and then trade big names for other people and try to, you know, so it, it's a lot of fun, Manny. And, and I can't wait till you, uh, you get involved in it as well, too. I feel like you're going to be a guy that's going to love it as well, too. And, again, it's a great way to, you know, to meet up with people and to talk with people, and it's a great conversation piece and, you know, to hang out by the water cooler on, on Monday mornings and, you know, say, oh, my team whooped yours and what happened this week and no, no, no. So uh, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, you got to be resilient, too. The injuries happen and, and, you know, like the same way these coaches have to deal with it in real life, we have to deal with it as well, too. And the drafting for depth is important as well, too. So there's a lot of things that, that happen out there. So... I'm definitely excited, and it's going to be a great time, I think. Uh, and I'm happy that you're pumped, about, pumped up about it, too, and, and I wouldn't expect you to do anything less than your homework and uh, some mock drafts and get that going because I've already got two drafts under my belt already, actually. Well, yeah, man, let me tell you, I'm, you know, I'm, getting, I'm going in this for real. It, you know, why not? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it serious. I'm going to do my homework. I might even uh, do a little cheat sheet or something, write down some of my picks, maybe have somebody here uh, next week, uh, maybe a uh, somebody who has done this before, maybe have him help me out. Um, but it's, it's going to be next Thursday, right, the 28th at 7.15, a live draft online, correct? Yes, sir. So we're gonna be we're gonna be doing the uh, the draft online next week at seven fifteen. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about each pick on the air. And as teams start to formulate, we're gonna kind of go through and go over that again as well too. Um, so it's gonna be great because everybody's gonna be drafting from home and hopefully li- listening to the show at the same time. And uh, if they want to call in and get involved in the conversation, they're more than welcome. Uh, but it should be a lot of fun. You know, we'll have a, a big. Uh, a big league, a big league-wide meeting, conference call on the phone if if we need to or whatever the case is. But yeah, I think it should be a lot of fun next week. Um, I'm definitely excited for this. I've, I've listened to some fantasy football on the air where they do the drafts on the air, and I know that a lot of times the hosts complain about you know trying to worry about everything and worry about their draft picks and everything. But man, that's all right. We're doing this league for fun and uh, you know some, some friendly competition, so I'm not worried about that. I'm just excited to get everybody together and, and get these teams going and have the whole season to be able to interact with everybody and, you know, talk about it on the show as well as the health topics and everything as well, too. No, man, it sounds great, man. I, I, I can't wait for next Thursday. Uh, so before we move on, I have one last thing before we go off uh, off the air. I wanted to talk about the, uh, the new uh, Hot Corner health tips from Dr. Ray that's going to come out in the next issue of uh, Softball Magazine. Uh, But our draft is going to be next Thursday at 7.15. It's going to be live right here on the air. Uh, We're going to be picking our fantasy football uh, teams right here on the Hot Corner Fantasy Football League with Dr. Ray and ISPS. Um, But, Dr. Ray, the new... Uh, hot corner health tips from Dr. Ray that are coming out in the next article of Softball Magazine. Uh, injured, what should you do? Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, 100%. You know, I, myself being an athlete, you know, you 
you never want to miss a game. You never want to take practice off. You, uh, you know, you want to be out there. You want to play because it's what we love doing. Um, but sometimes, you know, your body tells you maybe you shouldn't. And sometimes your body tells you you really shouldn't. And, you know, for, for a lot of guys out there, um, you know, we'll take, we'll take something, you know, painkiller or something, whatever it is, just to make sure we can get out there and try to get out there, whatever the case is. But I think it's important that people know, you know, when you're doing damage to your body, when you're playing through something, and, and to know the difference there because it's very important. You know, injuries are, are, are things that if they're taken care of correctly, they don't have to be a problem forever. But if you don't take care of an injury properly and you let it continue continually progress, you can really create problems for yourself and even create, you know, uh, necessity for surgery and all those things. So, you know, my main goal in writing the article this time was helping people kind of decide when should I, you know, sit out and rest, when should I play through the injury, and when do I really need to go see somebody. Um, so I got a few tips in there, a couple things that you can do and some things to pay attention to um, of whether or not you should be, you know, making that phone call um, and, and getting an evaluation, you know, and if you've had a chronic injury for a while, that's one of the, that's one of the main reasons um, that you should get an evaluation. I also talked about, you know, emergency situations. When should you call rescue? Um, those kinds of things. You know, we had a situation in Chapman uh, where a guy was running down first base and he actually got hit in the head with a ball that the shortstop threw and he collapsed immediately. And he ended up getting airlifted to the Ryder Trauma Center here. Uh, thank God that he was okay. He dislocated his shoulder when he fell down, and, he, you know, he broke his clavicle a little bit, and he fractured his skull. So he did suffer some severe injuries. And if we didn't call rescue right away after we realized what happened, you know, he could have even suffered from some brain damage. Who knows? Possibly even passed away from hemorrhaging in his head from that skull fracture. But, you know, because we were able to get him to the Ryder Trauma Center on time, that was, that was, you know, life-saving for him and, and brain-damage-saving for him. And, you know, now he's out there playing again, you know, a few months, few months later after such a traumatic injury. So it's important to know what to do when these things happen because it's a play away. You know, it's a play away. It can happen to anybody. It could happen to me. It could happen to you. And it's important that, you know, there's not always going to be a doctor out there on the field ready to go knowing exactly what to do. So it's important that some people know about those things. Um, and so that's, that's why I put some of that stuff into that hot corner, uh, show right there, or the hot corner health tips on, in softball magazine coming out now in the next edition. So, you know, I definitely suggest you guys pick up the magazine, check it out. There's a big section in there about IFPS and, and also you've got the hot corner health tips, uh, that, that are out there and, and they tell you a lot more about when to go see somebody when you're injured and, and when you can just kind of relax and let it slide and what to do there. So, you know, uh, great opportunity to get some good information out and uh you know hopefully everybody hopefully everybody reads it and they have a great understanding and and it comes in handy one day no i i'm uh i'm looking at the mock-up right now they usually send us the mock-ups of what the magazine is going to look like uh before they print it out and, and before they publish it but dude great great information on this uh this the latest uh, hot corner health tips from Dr. Ray right here on the softball magazine, man. Um, and bro, I, I want to give a shout out to the softball magazine, man. Ever since they, they brought us on board, they have been giving us nothing but positive, uh, positive reinforcement. They love, they love our articles. They love your little articles there with the health, uh, the hot corner health tips from Dr. Ray, Dr. Ray. Um, you know, they, they, they're really impressed with what we're doing, man. This is um, really cool, uh, Softball Magazine, how they have us on there every issue. I wish I wish they had more issues. They only do, they only come out quarterly, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. I, I, I thank them, man. Um, but, Dr. Ray, we have about a minute left here on the show. Um Next Thursday, we're going to be doing our Fantasy Football League draft. I'm very excited about that. And I uh, want to say, uh, you know, be safe on your trip up to Orlando, man. I, I know you're always learning new things, and you're you're learning your new things for your, your clients and your patients. Uh, so uh, have a safe trip up there and back home. We'll see you uh, next week. You got it, Manny. Thank you, man. I'm actually uh... – 
I'm actually on 95 right now, heading up. I'll probably be there around midnight, and then I got class all day tomorrow, class all day Sunday or Saturday and Sunday. So it should be. Uh, it's actually a lot of fun for me. I love, you know, like you like you mentioned, getting up there and learning new ways to help my patients get better all the time and staying on top of the research because it's always changing. And, uh, you know, that's what Frontier is all about. You know, we want to pioneer the way to better help. And, uh, you know, again, the, 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 the saying is, you know, the future of medicine is here, and that's why I'm staying on top of everything as much as I can and coming up with the latest cutting-edge technologies and treatments and helping everybody get as, as best as I possibly can. And the main thing is prevention. You know, uh, I know we're running out of time, but I had a great story today where I had a, uh, I had a you know, relatively younger patient coming, 22 years old, and, uh, you know, he, he brought in his blood work that he got done with his, with his primary doctor. Um, and I told him, hey, you know, let's take a look at it. You know, she said everything was okay. I just want to double check. You know, so I look at it, and, and it turns out, you know, I, I'm like, hey, man, it looks like you're fighting some kind of an infection here. And, you know, what's going on? And he's like, wow, how did you tell that just on my blood? You know, my doctor actually gave me some antibiotics and this and that. And I told him all about, you know, what happens when you take antibiotics and how it causes this and how it causes that. And he's like, man, why didn't my other doctor tell me any of, any of this stuff? And, you know, I told him it, it's not their fault. It's not her fault. It's just she does. She was taught a certain thing, and she knows a certain thing, and that's what she's going to do. Um, but your medical doctor isn't going to look at your blood work and at these exams and think about prevention. They're going to think about, all right, everything looks pretty good right now. You know, when you, when you have a problem, I'll give you a drug to take care of your symptoms. But right now, everything is fine. You know, there's nothing we need to treat here. There's no medicine that you need. Um, but life is not about waiting until you have a problem and then trying to fix it. I think that it, life would be much better if we were all proactive about our problems and tried to solve them before they happen. And I think that's really what the main premise of Frontier Spine and Healthcare is, is that I want to find out what, what could we have down the road and how can we prevent that. So, again, if you're interested in healthcare like that and quality healthcare and, you know, you know, a thorough physical exam when you come in. You know, I listen to everybody's heart, everybody's lungs. I find all their pulses. I, you know, on every exam, it doesn't matter if you come in and, and you've got a pain in your big thumb. I'm going to listen to everything because who knows what else is going on inside until we listen and until we figure that out. So, you know, I'm happy to say that, that I'm providing a very high-quality high health care, um, and my patients are they're enjoying it because, you know, they're telling me nobody does this, nobody's doing this, these things with me. So, you know, for me it's awesome and it reinforces everything, and that's why I'm so eager to get up here every week, every other weekend, and whatever the case. This is my second trip this month, and I've got another one the first weekend of September. Um, and, again, just learning as much as I can. You know, and, and, hey, it's costing me a bunch of money and travel and time and everything, but, you know, I'm not in the game for the money. I'm in it because I know that healthcare out there is failing at this point, and it needs some, it needs some change. And if I can at least help a few people, maybe they can tell some other people, and, and, hey, at least there can be a few healthy people around. And the more doctors that are learning and practicing the things that I'm learning as well, too, hey, man, maybe, maybe we'll see a change in healthcare, and maybe we'll actually start preventing disease instead of just trying to manage it um, and kind of the broken healthcare system that we have right now. So anyway, Manny, thanks for letting me say my piece there. I know we're a little bit over time. I want to thank everybody for listening in tonight to The Hot Corner. Next week, get ready for that draft. Everybody do your homework. Get out there because uh, it's game time, baby. And, uh, you know, we're coming strong with that draft next week. So get ready for the Hot Corner Listener League Fantasy Football Draft next week at 7.15 p.m. If you're a part of the league, I want to hear you calling in. I want to hear you being part of the show. So get ready and, uh, and, and dust off those earpieces or whatever you need to do. But it's time to get going with the Hot Corner. Um, so everybody out there listening, have a great night, Manny. You too, my man. Have a great night. And this is Dr. Ray saying thank you and be well. All right, Dr. Ray, we'll talk to we'll talk to you next Thursday for our um, our fantasy football draft, man. I'm excited, bro. Um, that will be August 28th at seven o'clock. Well, seven o'clock is our show, the Hot Corner Show, and the draft will start at 7.15. Be safe, Dr. Ray. Again, I am Manuel Ferrero, and that was uh, Dr. Ray on his way up to uh, learn all about keeping us healthy and keeping us alive for uh, for about 250 years, he said. He's going to keep me alive for 250 years. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Thanks a lot, Dr. Ray. 
calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Shure Motive family of microphones makes studio-quality audio that's as simple as plug-and-play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E dot com forward slash M-O-T-I-V.